Welcome back to episode four of the Crazy Lady Rant. It is me, the Crazy Lady. So today, we gotta talk about something different. So this is another big pet peeve of mine that I'm just gonna go ahead and let loose about. So I have a big thing about other people's cooking. So, you know, I understand that not everybody can cook like you do or not everybody cooks the same way, which is fine, but you at least need to know actually how to cook. So let me explain. Number one, if you are watching those TikToks or those Facebook um, reels or anything on social media, and that is where you're getting your uh, uh, recipes from, and I'm not talking about the people that actually sit and cook and they, you know, show up on the screen. Oh, I used this, you know, I marinated the meat for 30 minutes, you know, in, you know, these seasonings. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the people that I have seen where they do these little TikTok shorts and things like that where they stick ground beef and crackers and Velveeta cheese and just random things out their kitchen and call themselves making a meal. It's not a meal. You're just making a mess. Like, that's not even edible. It's not even food. But basically, I'm... All I'm saying is if you can't cook, then don't invite people to your house for dinner, for breakfast, for anything. Just go to a restaurant and meet them there. That's all I'm saying is if you can't cook, please stop cooking for people. It's just horrible. So let me explain why I'm such a food snob. I've ran into multiple times in my life where I've been invited over to people's houses. And me, being the person that I am, I'll give people the benefit of the doubt. I will try something once, and if I don't like it, I'll just never eat it again. That's how I've always been. So mind you, I've been invited to people's houses. Now, why I'm like this, it goes back to when I was younger. I have PTSD for two reasons. First reason, I used to have a little friend, my neighbor, that I used to love playing with her. But let me tell you, their house was a hot mess in a handbasket. They had like 50 cats. Okay, it wasn't really 50 cats. It was like seven. But there was like litter box junk everywhere. You know what I'm talking about. It was like the rocks from the cat litter was all over the ground. They wasn't even cleaning the cat litter. They house stunk. They There was cat hair everywhere. Like literally you go over to their house, even if you went inside for five minutes and you sat down anywhere in their house and got up, you now were covered from head to toe in cat hair. Let's alone it flying around in the air and you sucking it in down your throat and hacking up your own fur balls that don't even belong to you. So this little person I played with, like they, you know, I was, we were little. We grew up like living next door to each other all throughout our childhood. And, you know, I mean, I, my house was clean. I had a super clean house. My mom cleaned. But... I didn't know any better, really. I mean, I knew their house was dirty. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes I went over there and tried to help them clean their house. Like, all the time. But, you know, I mean, you can only do so much. And with seven cats that are just all up in the house, what do you expect? It was just a hot mess and disgusting. 
And I remember her one time asking me, did I want something to eat? Now, mind you, she didn't try to cook it. I don't even think her parents cooked. Um, they had delivery of Domino's pizza like probably four times a week. So she asked me, what well, did I want something to eat? Which consisted of, you know, some reheated up Domino's pizza. But um, yeah, I was like, mm, I don't know about that because number one, all these dang cats in here and they that cats be all up on the counter. And that mm -mm, that's an automatic nope for me. But as a kid, I was like, mm, you know, I'm a kid. Kids eat dirt. So I'm thinking, it's pizza. Like, what could go wrong? Well, she went to turn on the um, stove to, like, heat it up because I don't remember why. Like, either they didn't have a microwave or something was wrong with it. But let me tell you, when the stove came on and, like, she had turned on the burner, which I wasn't sure what she turned on the burner for because I believe she was trying to put it in the oven. But anyways, when the oven, stove, burners, all of it came on, all I smelled was cat pee. Which meant the cats were either peeing on the burners or they were spraying the burners. And let me tell you, I was like, that's a hard no for me. And I was like, I'm going to go home and get some food at my house where we have no pets. And my burners in my house don't smell like cat pee. So that was my first experience with going to somebody's house. Um, and it was just flat out dirty. And me being to getting to the point where um I no if I went to somebody's house and your house was dirty even when I was a kid I'm not finna eat at your house that's just a automatic no I'm not finna eat the next experience I had was about when I was eight we went over to a family um friend's house for a dinner party so everybody's over there mind you I'm eight years old I'm a kid we playing I'm playing in her house. She got cats and stuff, you know, just two big old cats, big old hairy fireball cats. So I'm playing with the cats, petting the cats and stuff. But as a kid, you don't really think about these things. So, um, you know, dinner gets done. And uh, basically, you know, they pull the dinner out of the out of the oven and, you know, she goes to cut the dinner, you know, it's lasagna. So she goes to cut it, you know, to make it into little, into squares so that everybody can get a piece. And it made a very weird sound. Now, the sound, I don't even know how to explain it. It just sounded weird. It was like, <coughs> like lasagna don't have no sound. Um, unless you burn the mess to death and overcook the noodles until they're crunchy or something or burn it till the cheese is crunchy. It shouldn't make no kind of sound. It should be soft. So basically, as she's scooping it up, my mom realizes that the reason why there's a, the, there's a sound is because this mess is held together not by the cheese, not by the cottage cheese and ricotta cheese in the inside, not by the noodles. It was held together by a hot mess and a bunch of cat hair. So my mom almost passed out, was like, oh no. All of a sudden, she came up with an excuse about how she forgot that we had to be somewhere else. Now, mind you, she didn't give me the memo when I was eight that she was going to do this. So, as an eight-year-old, what did I do? Of course, I'm going to be like, no, we don't have to go, Mom. And now, I get slapped in the neck. She's slapping me all upside the head like, shut up. Because I keep telling her, where, we don't have nowhere to go. Now, mind you, I didn't really understand what she was trying to do. Which was get us the heck up out of there because nobody wanted to eat that cat lasagna. Because that's basically what it was. Cat lasagna. Cat hair all the way infused lasagna. So she's beating me all the way to the car. And I'm still trying to figure out why am I getting whooped? I didn't even do nothing wrong. 
we get to the car and she's like, when I told you to go, you just need to go. And I'm like, what did I do? And she finally tells me there was cat hair all through that food. I'm not eating that mess. Now, mind you, I never forgot this. So as I got older and grew into an adult and, you know, you get invited to people's houses and things like that, I started to really pay attention. So there's three automatic, like, that disqualify you from ever cooking, okay, for any type of guest. So, number one, if people come to your house and your bathroom is atrocious and nasty, that's an automatic you shouldn't be cooking. Nobody should be eating at your house because that leads me to believe, let me just tell you what it makes me think of. If I come to your house and your bathroom look like you ain't never took a brush to the toilet since you moved in, your bathtub got more rings than I do on my fingers, and um, yeah, and it's like black when it used to be white, and you ain't never swept your floor, and you got the same old raggedy bath towels and bath mats from when you initially moved in, um, that just automatically leads me to believe that you don't clean the rest of your house as well as perhaps you don't have good hygiene of washing your hands either if you won't even clean your bathroom. So that's an automatic, nope, I'm not eating at your house. The next one is if you got a gang of pets, nope, I'm not eating at your house. I don't mean a couple. I mean, if you got like a borderline zoo or like you actually look like you're boarding animals, um, I'm not eating at your house. The next one is if I come to your house and you got animals and your animals is all up on your cabinets or all up to where either number one, I walk in and your house is nothing but full of cat and dog hair. And if I sit down and like from head to toe, I now look like I got a fur coat on. I'm not eating at your house because that means that fur is in your oven. That fur is in your stove top. That fur is in your refrigerator, in your dishwasher, all up in your dishes. And that means it's 99.9% finna be in your food. So, those are the ones that are automatically going to disqualify you. Number two is if I just know, I mean, the last one is not, is if I just know for a fact you don't know how to cook, then I'm, I'm definitely not going to come eat at your house. So don't even bother inviting me. Don't worry. I will not show up. So once we get past them stages, now comes the next stage, which is there are certain rules to cooking. So number one you can't just throw any old things together and act like you made a meal. So that can goes back to what I was talking about with them TikTok videos where people take a thing of hamburger raw, crush it up with some crackers, stick a brick of Velveeta cheese, stick it in the oven, let it sit for 20 minutes and pull it up. Talking about this is going to be good. And when they cut into it, that mess is still pink. It didn't even cook but two seconds. The outside is barely brown. Nope. Nope, nope, and nope. So if that is your idea of cooking is going in the kitchen and making a concoction a mess, don't invite me to your house. I won't be there. Best believe. The next thing is, is learning how to handle meat. So I've had this experience where I went to someone's house, invited for dinner, and you know, all the food looked great. Everything looked good. 
and they had made some baked chicken it was like oh this looks really good until i bit into the chicken and it was half done and at the bone it was red okay red no 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 chicken bone red means it's raw it's got to be cooked all the way through to where the bone is brown, not red. And the chicken can't make a sound when you bite into it. If you bite into chicken and it makes a weird little sound like, that means it ain't fully cooked. Now, mind you, I caught it so fast, I spit that mess out and, and then hoped that I did not contract E. coli or salmonella from that mess, which I didn't. But I'm just saying... All meat, you need to make sure that you know how to cook meat. If you don't know what meat done meat looks like, then I suggest you get yourself a thermometer and stick it in and whatever the degrees is supposed to be, you need to wait and tell us that and make sure the meat is done before you mess around and have somebody laid up in the hospital. The next thing that I we have to talk about is people not washing meat. Now, I don't mean put the meat in the dishwasher. Lord, please don't do that. Don't put the meat, don't put no dish soap on the meat because you're going to mess around and have everybody having diarrhea. That is not what I mean by cleaning meat. What I mean by cleaning meat is you take it out of the package and at least wash it off. So you clean it off with water. Don't put no soap on it. And Lord, please don't try to bleach it because don't nobody, you can't eat bleach. So don't, don't bleach any meat. Don't put no kind of cleaning spray or none of that on there. Just plain old water. But you do need to rinse off meat. Except there is an exception. Do not try to rinse hamburger. It, that's just plain wrong. And it, it's unnecessary. You just need to make sure you cook the hamburger thoroughly. And you'll be good. So if you can manage to learn how to properly cook meat. And not to forget. To use seasonings. There is no excuse why meat should have no taste. Like there are a billion seasonings that you can find in any store. And if you don't know anything about seasonings, at least use some salt and pepper for crying out loud. Salt and pepper. It is not hard. Everybody should have some salt and pepper at their house. Use it. There is nothing worse than going to somebody's house and you go to eat the food and they ain't got no kind of seasoning and the food don't taste like nothing because there ain't nothing on it. And now you got to sit there and try to choke the food down with a smile on your face when really all you're trying to figure out is how you can throw this mess in the garbage and leave. So if you're going to cook for people, if you're going to walk around claiming that you're a good cook and you know how to cook, please make sure you wash your meat, make sure you cook it thoroughly, and make sure you season your food. Otherwise, I would think twice about trying to tell people you're a good cook. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I know probably people are going to get all upset. There'll be people trying to act like, I'm a good cook and I don't use seasonings because it's bad and da da da. Okay, okay. Who told you you was a good cook? Your family and your children don't count. Now, if you can tell me that at least 50 perfect strangers said, oh, that's an amazing meal. Okay, next, next I'm going to wonder who you gave it to. Because that might, that might be the issue, too. Who'd you feed it to? Because was it people that, you know, have never had seasoning? Because um, they're not going to know the difference. Is it people that were so desperate to eat that they didn't even care? Because they're not going to really care so, to tell you the truth that you can't cook or that you didn't use no seasoning. So I'm just saying. Your family members and your children don't count. 
Um, it's going to take some more people than that, some perfect strangers, to say, oh, yeah, your cooking is good. Now, once we get past those type of things, then there's just the little things that like nitpicking. So I have issues with certain things. Like I went to someone's house and they made potato salad and they put green olives in it and some carrots. Nope, don't. Just leave it out. There are certain things that just don't go together and that's the only thing I'm going to say. There's just certain things that don't go together. It just don't, it don't make it right. So, the same thing with raisins. Like, quit putting raisins in everything. Like, raisins are nasty. Stop putting them in your salads. Stop putting raisins in potato salad. Stop putting raisins in macaroni salad. Quit putting raisins in stuff that really raisins don't belong. Don't put it in no stuffing. Just leave raisins alone altogether. They're just, they're just, they're just. They don't even really belong in oatmeal cookies, let alone anywhere else. So I just think you should just omit raisins from all food, um, especially food that's like creamy. Just That's even worse. So just don't put raisins in stuff. The other thing that I know that people are, well, you know, argue down about is the whole spaghetti issue. Yep, I already know. I don't care. I'm, this is my rant, so I'm going to speak my piece on this. Sugar in spaghetti does not belong, okay? I understand when people say, oh, you put a little bit of sugar in there to cut the acid or whatever, I'll pass. But if you're going to put the sugar in there, then it should not taste like super sweet. If you put a small amount of sugar in a big thing of spaghetti sauce, you shouldn't be able to taste it. But what I find is that people are not putting like a teaspoon of sugar in a thing of spaghetti sauce. They're putting like a cup of sugar. So now this mess is just all around sweet. Spaghetti is not meant to taste like a dessert. So that's just disgusting. Plus it's got meat in it. So now you done made, turned it into sweet meat. That's a whole nother issue that I have is sweet meat. I do not eat sweet meat. That means sweet and sour chicken, sweet and sour pork, any of that mess. Sweet meat is not, ugh, it does not belong together. Meat does not, should not ever be sweet. But back to the spaghetti. So the next problem is, is if you put all the noodles in the sauce in the same pot and mix it up and then that's what you consider spaghetti. Okay, I know people are going to get all mad and it's going to be an, an offended. But that is not it. So let me tell you why it's disgusting. When you put the spaghetti in the noodles, in with all the sauce, what happens is that the noodles will continue to cook in the sauce. So now they're no longer noodles. You just have paste. The noodles are now just mush. And they absorb up all the liquid out of the sauce. So now you have noodles and just little pieces of meat if you put meat in your spaghetti. So you're left with nothing but noodles and meat. That's no longer spaghetti. Now that's just noodles and meat. And if you try to put it all together and then bake it in the oven, now you just made a noodles and meat casserole. That is no longer edible spaghetti. So what do I do? Me personally, I make my homemade spaghetti sauce in a pot. I make the noodles separate. You rinse the noodles after you cook them in cold water to stop them from cooking so that they have the consistency of noodles still. And then you put the noodles on the plate, you put the sauce on the plate, and then you add 
Romano cheese, some Parmesan cheese, or whatever it is that you want to add. But that's how you make spaghetti. I'm just saying. I know people are going to fight me on this, but truly, that is really how you make spaghetti. The other thing, the last thing that I'm going to say, and then I'm going to let this go. But I have to say this because I am tired of people trying to convince me that Jiffy in a box is cornbread. It is not. It is corn cake. Okay? That mess is so sweet. It is corn cake. Cornbread is not sweet like that. Real cornbread is made in a cast iron skillet with some oil, some milk, cornmeal. You have flour, a pinch of salt, a tiny amount of sugar if you even add it in there. A tiny amount. I mean like a teaspoonful. And then baking powder or baking soda. But that is what real cornbread is. Jiffy is straight up cupcakes. Okay? If you put some frosting on those mugs, you wouldn't know the difference. They don't even taste like cornbread. They just taste like sugar cakes. So I'm just saying that Jiffy does not qualify as cornbread. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You can be upset with me if you want to, but whatever. I'm going to speak my piece. Jiffy is not cornbread. Moral of this whole thing is, is if you can't cook, don't invite people to your house for meals. If you know for a fact you can't cook, quit cooking for people. Invite them out to a restaurant where it's safe, where at least if, if they get E. coli or salmonella, they won't be trying to blame you and they'll be blaming a restaurant and not your bad cooking. I'm just saying, there's plenty of other things you could do. Take up baking, because baking, you got to follow a recipe. You really can't go wrong with baking because everything is measured out and you follow a recipe. So instead of cooking, take up baking. Do something. But if you can't cook, stop cooking for people. Even if it's for your family, do your family a favor and get them some food from a restaurant or somewhere else, but don't make them suffer through your non-cooking self and your meals. Stop. Just stop. Now, if you can cook, then please continue to do so. But make sure you're following some of these cooking rules. Because, I mean, you can be a great cook and mess up one time. And it'll ruin your whole, your whole M.O. Like, people who will be like, oh, yeah, she's, she can cook super good. One time you mess up. And they might turn around and be like, mm, well, last time she cooked it was nasty. I'm just saying. So, just letting you guys know. Rant is over, but I'm just saying, once again, if you can't cook, quit cooking for people and quit inviting people to your house. Thank you for sticking with me through episode four. Stay tuned for episode five. You can catch me at thecrazyladyrant.com, which is my website. You can also listen to all of the episodes there. You can listen to episodes on iHeartRadio, on Amazon, on Google Podcast, and on Cast, and a few different ones, but you can go on my website and you can see all the different places that you can listen. So if you do go onto the website, there's also a place where you can buy me a coffee because I am a girl who loves her lattes. Um, so I would highly appreciate it and give you a warm thank you back. You can also drop me a voice message on my website or you can also email me. I would love to hear where you're tuning in from and um, what episodes you like and also um, just get to know my audience. 
Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.